0: Hi, guys. This is Doug Fletcher. Welcome to What's the Hazard, the podcast for safety professionals by safety professionals. Thanks for coming back. Um, I've, my guest today is Ruben Barra. Ruben was with me once before, and uh, thanks for coming back, Ruben. Oh, no. Glad, you know, pre- I appreciate it, man. No,
1: I appreciate the invite, Doug. I
0: really do. You can uh, go to one of our early episodes, I think number two or three, and you can hear about Ruben's background and his history. We're not going to get into that today. We're going to get right into the meat of the subject, but... Um, yeah, if you want to know more about Reuben, go to that earlier episode and, and check that out. A um, couple of current events. First of all, as I told Pat earlier, I paid my taxes and had a root canal yesterday. Oh, so wow. so wow. all in one day, man. So today today has actually been a very good day so far. Yeah, that's as a self-employed guy, the uh, the quarterly taxes have become part of my life. Oh boy, yeah. And uh, the root canal thing just kind of snuck up on me, but they ended up on the same day. Wow. Yeah,
1: maybe I should reconsider my future plans. You you uh, might want (laughs) to at least, yeah, just don't go see the dentist. Maybe that's. I'm I'm having eye surgery next next month, so. Oh gosh.
0: Well, anyway, man, I've got two current events I want to touch on before you and I get into the meat of the matter. Sure. Um, Sure. We were both at a meeting not too long ago. Uh, it was an AGC meeting, local chapter here, and we did a breakout session at the end of the at the end of the program where we kind of sat around tables, a group of guys, and talking about best practices. I think, and one of the guys at our table, and I, I apologize, I can't remember his name, but one of the guys at the table was from a small local contractor, and he said one of the things that they do is. They not only do like pre-shift briefings or toolbox talks, however you refer to those, but they do debriefings at the end of the work shift, maybe five minutes. You know, they just get together at the end of the shift. They talk about how the day went, how the work activities went. They might talk about whether or not their safety plans were appropriate. They might talk about near misses they might have had or things that didn't go as planned. So I, I was really taken by that, you know. Um, we talk a lot, and I hear a lot of companies now that have included briefings, pre-shift briefings, uh, briefings on non-routine tasks, things like that. But to do a debrief just at the end of a workday, I thought was really actually insightful, even in it, just in its simplicity, you know? Yeah. I mean, even if you did that once a week, if you got together all of your folks at the end of the week and just kind of, how did the week go? What did we do well? What did we do poorly? Right. You know, where yeah. did we have near misses? You guys do anything like no, that? No,
1: no, we don't. And but that is an interesting concept. Uh, I, I guess I'd have to know more information. I, I wish I'd have known about that. I could have talked to him a little more because, you know, we, we try to do what we call daily huddles, mm-hmm. and in our industry, we kind of feel that's important because of the nature of work we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was curious: was he a GC? Was he a sub? No, he was a sub, a sub. small okay. contractor. Okay. Yeah, and he said
0: they didn't get it done every day. You know, I mean, at the end of some right. days, the guys are tired; they're ready to go. But yeah. he said periodically they they get together and just discuss how things went. And you know, there's not much mention of debriefs in the OSHA world. Yeah. We do debriefings when we maybe we do a hazwoper drill, or maybe we've done some type of uh, an emergency drill. Maybe we've done a fire drill or a tornado right. thing. Right. Or, you right. know, right. Right. and we might debrief after that um, incidents. I know that. There is some reference to debriefing after there's been some type of a catastrophic incident. Mm -hmm. And you want to, you know, your people that have been impacted by that might need to be debriefed. But I just thought, you know, just routinely using debriefings to try to capture even near misses. I know people really struggle with capturing near miss information. Right. Right.
1: You know, I see the benefit of it, uh, but... You and I both know in this world here, when when three o'clock comes around, those guys yeah, they're in yeah. a big hurry to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you don't even see these guys when they leave. <laughs> right. You know, little, little, little. So, if you got a multi-story building going on right now, and and you know, I think you would have to build that time into yeah. the workday. Yeah, you you're know, probably right. You would know, probably have to
0: actually set that time aside, right. rather than just hope to catch them at the end of the day.
1: Right. You know, it's so in the morning. Typically, we go to work. We 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 go to our workstation. Or sometimes uh, they may go to the the gang box and you know mm-hmm. the foreman may lay out. So, okay, guys, you, you know what you're doing here, 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 right? But uh, sometimes though, well, they know exactly what they're doing, and they right. go they go to their site. They just show up and start, and start working. Start working. And yeah, so, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Uh, I and mean, like you said, when you when you do debriefs uh, for catastrophic things, accident things like that, sure. that, that should be a gimme. Right. I mean, we should right. be doing that. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but interesting. I think we should look into it more and find well, out. Well,
0: you know, it was just something that came up in this little round table and I thought, you know, I've not heard that before. I have not either. Thirty I years, have, I've never no, really heard anybody no, doing that. No, and I thought, no, I have damn. not
1: either. I again, I like the idea. I do too. A uh, couple of hurdles I see, though, is getting the guys buy into it. Yeah, you know, getting the guys to open up. Yeah, you know, because a lot of times these guys are quite, you know, hush hush about things. And, That's true. And and, and throughout the workday, they see a lot of things going on. You know, I. You, you know as well as I do, construction changes every five minutes. Yeah, and, that's right. Uh, so, interesting. I I think I'll look at yeah,
0: a man. more. Well, a you more.
1: Know, you know what? Though, uh, uh, I got a, another um, meeting coming up here in spring. I might be entertaining that topic. Might be worth discussing. Well, yeah, worth discussing. I
0: wish I could remember this kid's name, just a young guy from a sub that was yeah. at the, attending this AGC meeting. But, yeah. Um, if it comes up or if, if I bump into them, I'll sure. get more no, details. But sh- share that I thought that was interesting. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to just kind of a current event was, um, and I wanted your input on it. I did a 30 hour class last week. You and I are both authorized trainers. Right. Um, as a consultant now, I do a lot of 10 and 30s, both GI and construction. And, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, man. I mean, we've, we've been doing them for years, oh, we, we, we've been doing them since before OSHA became yeah. very. Um, critical of how they are...
1: How they're doing, how they want us. How, to how they're done, yeah. You they've know, you, really
0: you, made them very structured and very rigid in right. how they have to be presented. Oh, but
1: my God. You know, they. I remember in the early days, and uh, I'm sure you can relate to this. If you... We had mandatory certain subjects, and mm-hmm. if you had a particular audience, then you could direct the rest of the afternoon to that audience. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know? I can't do that now. And uh, for me, it's it's difficult because I'm like you. I don't do a lot of GIs anymore, but I do uh, mainly construction. Mm-hmm. And I find that uh, the, the information they want us to give doesn't really pertain to, you know, my audience. I'm uh, just did. A cl- I'm just like you. I did a class last week, and, but it was for apprentices mm-hmm. in the with the local. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I did my thing on the first day, covered all the topics, right? And then the second day, I expanded on electrical more because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wanted to. Uh, These you know, are electrical uh, apprentices. Electrical apprentices. And, I, and Absolutely. my role at that point was to maybe scare them. Scared the hell out of these apprentices, yeah. you know, yeah. to let them know what they're getting into because, you know, I won't know. This is mm-hmm. not an easy trade mm-hmm. to be in. But so I submitted my stuff, and sure enough, oh, well, she scrutinized it. <laughs> and <right>. uh, <laughs> they said I had a, I had to redo this and redo that. And uh, and I did, and I fixed it. And sure. I, I, I told them my email. I said, rest assured, I've been doing these classes for 30-some years, and I have never had an issue. And uh, yeah, work. sometimes just the paperwork just the is the issue. Paperwork, you know, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, look, I kind of refer to this as a company called uh, Isnet. You ever hear of a company called Isnet? I have. Yeah, Isnet, and there are these third-party companies mm-hmm. out there that pre-qualification, pre-qualification outfit. Yeah, yeah, and what they want you to do is submit your programs and all that and all that, and. uh It's cut and paste. If you tell them what they want to hear, Mm -hmm. what they want to read, you're good to go. You know, know. that's
0: interesting, man. We should have that conversation sometime (laughs) because I have run into a number of those pre-qualification outfits, and um, I have some concerns about those. I I, I understand the need for pre-qualification, and everyone should certainly be pre-qualifying their... Contractors they're bringing onto their site, right.
1: but that that has yeah. become
0: just an interesting. Oh my
1: God! They want you they game want, of want sorts. These Programs that you don't do, and, and then you have to ask for a variance, or you have to ask you know ask for an exemption, mm-hmm. and and I I'll tell you a quick story about one of these one time one of these guys pre call said that you had to have this 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 you know, and I said well that's ridiculous we don't do these things and she said well your contractor says the customer you're going to try and mm-hmm. work for wants to have that. I said, who is this customer, you know, and uh, they told me who it was, so I went to the customer's office, and I knew the lady who who works with her, name was Carol, and she says, she saw me come in the door, and first thing she said was, I know why you're here, <laughs> right. I, I know why you're here, and she mm-hmm. says, and I did not set that up, I said, well, they told me you did, and she right. said, no, 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 so I got a long history with them people, and um mm. You know, we we got we got it down now. So, and oh, that's you good. know, you know my assistant Ann, and right. uh, she, she's real adamant. If she doesn't get an A, she just really adamant about mm-hmm. that. So,
0: but as you said, I mean, uh, you are basically just trying to appease them yeah. as much as you are yeah. giving a, an accurate right. reflection of your program. Right?
1: You know, and and I, I don't I don't think they understand the, what I call the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, they. They sit by the desk and look at these standards, and they're real good about referencing OSHA standards. Well, mm-hmm. don't do that. I mean, right? I know what they are. You know, right. you don't need to educate me on that. But yeah. so, but again, we we've learned a system, so to speak. And, right. and we
0: well, that's kind of as you said. That's kind of where the ten and thirty has. I mean, yes, it's become it's become that. You know, and and I appreciate OSHA's desire that these be consistent. Mm-hmm. And I know that there have been some authorized trainers in the past that have. You know. Yeah, fudged a little bit. Fudged there, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think yeah. we're all paying a price for yeah, that now. Yeah. But I was just you know, I did a thirty hour general industry last week and it was really good. And as you know, some classes are incredibly bad oh, and some are it. really good and oh. it's almost always based on the um the attitude of the of the students in the exactly. class. Oh exactly. Exactly. You know, if they are there with some interest in learning, they can be really outstanding courses. And if they are there because they have to be, they've been told you have to be there. Right. Right. uh, they can be drudgery you man.
1: Know, so in my world, that's what I'm getting it's uh these kids they have to be that's part of their uh part of their process, i mm-hmm. guess of this being apprenticeship. An apprenticeship, you know mm-hmm. and uh, and you get these kids there, and I make it very clear to them when I start, and I tell them you know up front, look, I got a card, <laughs> right, I got my instructor's card. you need the card, mm-hmm. so we can make this as dull as you want, or we can make it as entertaining as you want. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get something out of it. you mm-hmm. know. And and I tell them, you participate, I participate, it's going to go smooth. You guys won't even know we're here 10 hours. Mm-hmm. If you sit there like a bump on a log, I'll put a slide up there, and I'll read every single line to you. Right, and it's going to
0: be a long 10 hours. A long 10 hours. Yeah, that's so, interesting. 10 hours can go quickly, or 10 hours can if, just seem know, like an and, eternity.
1: And, and, and then I start doing things uh, in my class to participate in them. Mm-hmm. I, I do a a Play-Doh thing to help explain trenching soils. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. use Play-Doh. I use pieces of paper for for lockout, tag out, you know. Mm -hmm. Like last week, I did the one, and I told these apprentices, everybody sign their name to this piece of paper here. I said, sign it as you would on your check. Not that we write checks anymore, you know. Mm -hmm. But they all did, and I said, now pass them out. We're going to pass them to everybody here. So I, I went around the table, around the room, and I said, who is that? They look at I me. Mean, they says, "I don't know." Mm-hmm. I says, "I know." So when you put your name on a lockout tagout card, you better make damn sure your name is there, so they can read it. It's legible. It's right, legible. Right. Otherwise, I'm looking at this. Say there must be a doctor doing a lockout tag. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, that's true. So again, it it depends. And then, like you said, the instructors. You know, you and I've been in. It for does years. make a difference. And and we've learned some tricks of the trade, you Mm -hmm. know, how to maintain an audience.
0: But, man, we've been to – you've been to the classes. I've been to classes where the instructor is just reading out of the OSHA manual. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it is drudgery. Put me
1: to sleep, you know. Uh, And we have – I just recently did my update back in June. Oh, yeah. And they changed that whole format, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we used to go in there. I remember the old days in Kansas City, we'd sit there for two and a half days, and you got to do this, you got to do this. I was, oh, geez, you know. Now mm-hmm. we got we got an instructor down there named Linda, and she's mm-hmm. uh, she's very outgoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't pull any punches, you know. You got you have to do your self evaluation at the end of the class, you know, and you, you, your classmates rate you on your presentation, right. you know. And uh, I did one on Arc Flash for her, and she said, "Well, you certainly know your topic, mm-hmm. uh, but I think you need to add some audience participation too." And that's when I got the idea about the lockout tag. Out, mm-hmm. you know? it, it makes sense. Sure. If I can't read your name. What makes you think somebody oh, else? could Absolutely. Read your name, right. Right. So, right. So you do pick up some tricks and trades, you know. And uh, but again, like I said, you you get. A, I know some instructors. I've been told, if that person ever calls me again and says he's willing to do a class for me, uh, I'm just going to hang up on him. Yeah. It's that well,
0: that that is the unfortunate part. I, you know, um, just a few years ago when the big. Construction projects started popping up here in this in the area. You know the the companies that shall remain nameless shall projects. Nameless. The big ones they were all pushing for um, ten hour cards within the last five years or they're, some they're still doing that are they they're or or some that. type of a recertification of some sort. Well, to my knowledge, there is no there is recert. No. I mean, you either have the ten hour or you take it again. Right. They and so require. there was a yeah there was a push and. Yeah. and and realistically, I don't know if they never expire is reasonable. No, I mean it's I, they probably should be.
1: I'd been I'd been a real strong supporter of of a two year refresh. I mean a two mm-hmm. hour refreshment mm-hmm. every five years. Yeah, because you know some standards don't change that often. Not often, but there's maybe more emphasis on certain things. Mm-hmm. You know, like they got these SEPs right now, right? And and trenching. Well, they've always right. had trenching. You know, right. so. I but think a two hour would not be. Yeah,
0: some kind of a refresher, refresher. or a recert of some right. sort every period, whatever I that think so is. Too. But you know, you, ma-
1: you mentioned the ten hour and and I mentioned to you last time I belong to a large contractor group for NECA, National mm-hmm. Electrical Contractors. And uh they're they're in a push I shouldn't say push, they're in a suggestive mode right now where they want to know the value of the ten hour. Mm-hmm. And like you said. Osha's got our hands tied with that. We mm-hmm. we have to do this for 1 hour, we got to do that for 2 hours, we got to do this, right. you know. And and sometimes it's it's an overview, right? So how much are they really getting out of that mm-hmm. thing? You know? I I've,
0: I've, I that's been my opinion. And again, I, you know, I understand Osha's desire to have some consistency in these classes. I mean, if you have a card and I have a card, the uh the course would Work should have been relatively similar, I suppose, so that the card would mean the same thing for both of us, but right, right. but it does handicap you a little bit. it kind of kind of hinders your ability it to does. cater to the specific audience it does, it does. you know
1: you know because you know, in in the focus for you know an hour here, an hour there, and uh, but I expand on my electrical if I'm doing apprentices. Mm-hmm. I, I think I should right. absolutely I I should because, seems reasonable uh, they're the ones who are going to represent us out there right. and, and those are the hazards they're, they're going to encounter yeah, right I mean yeah, that's the point of this I don't I mean. You know, the SDSs, I understand the GHS and all that sort of stuff and the, and why we have it. But quite honestly, and I, and I tell the guys, in the electrical industry, guys, we don't have anything that's really hazard unless you're going to eat it. From if a chemical standpoint. If you feel like you need to eat something, well, then we, we don't really need you here. Right, right. You know, you're not going to eat PVC glue. And, yeah. Uh, so, like you said, I, it needs to be catered, I think, more. And I wish OSHA would, yeah. uh, uh, would recognize that.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I've always been of the opinion— Truthfully, that if an employee comes, I mean, it's a hazard recognition course. That's what it is. It is a general survey, so that when that employee leaves, they have a, a baseline understanding of what the hazards are in, in a construction or mm-hmm. industry workplace. Right. It's no more than that. That's all it is. You are certainly not making them safety professionals, and so, I think I think your expectations have to be somewhat realistic. You know, I mean I, I've always been of the opinion if somebody leaves the class and knows two or three things that they didn't know before the class. Then you success. it's moment. probably a success. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I would agree with you. It was probably worth it. I would agree with you. And I, I get a kick out of going on, on job sites after the class.
0: hmm
1: And I'll see someone one of the kids doing something. I'll say, Didn't we talk about this? hmm Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what I said <laughs> to you? Yeah, yeah. You know. So it it and that, maybe that goes back to that debriefing again too, you know. Uh what, what did they get out of it? What yeah, that's a good get, point. You know, what did they get out of it? And That's what I'm saying. If you do a two-hour update every four hours, because quite honestly, you know, we got some older guys out there right now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they had their 10-hour class 30 years <laughs> 30 ago. 30 years ago, yeah. They could probably use an update.
1: I, I would certainly agree with that. Yeah. You know? Anyway, man. I, but, but the value of them, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, the, the, the value is there. Right. Uh, and, and OSHA, I think, recognizes that they're trying to give us more uh, plausible information that's put out right. there you know
0: well, what i don't want is for the guy to go through the 10-hour class and then become the safety person oh, yeah yeah and i see that from time to time you know yeah. we're sending our new safety director to a 10-hour class or yeah. something
1: oh man yeah we just had a yeah. customer the other day uh call us and said that uh your guy opened a panel up and the dead front was exposed and i said yep he goes well our rule is that he has to put on a 100-cal suit if he's going to be doing that. I says, are you familiar with the calorie count of these suits you're talking about? I said, because first of all, I would never allow an employee to be in a 100-cal suit. Right. Second of all, it's a 122 208 panel fed by 100 amps. I said, your exposure is very, very minimal. Now, granted, it doesn't mean he doesn't need PPE, but a 100-cal suit is not going to happen. Right, And he says, well, you know, I saw a couple of videos about how bad this can be. And I said, well, you know, you really probably need to take more than just a couple of videos. Mm-hmm. You might want to consider having one of us come down and do a, a class for you people get right. a better understanding right. of what you're doing. Because you could, you could put somebody at greater risk by not knowing exactly what the risks are. Oh, no doubt.
0: You know, that's interesting. That's a good lead into this next topic because that's something that I know you're very passionate about. Uh, we've talked many times about this. I've been to some of your training, but... Electrical safety-related work practices in general industry, construction. Um, You know, this is something that while I was with OSHA was always, we were just always around the fringe of this, but nobody really wanted to jump right into it. It was always a little bit (laughs) intimidating. You know, most of the companies were afraid of it because they didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. It it seemed so expensive. Um, The NFPA 70E, document changes i think every three years every, right they update every, those every three years very and, frequently and,
1: and, and the recent updates past couple of cycles is a lot of it's been just uh language mm-hmm. you know uh instead of exposed likelihood of exposure you know so the language has changed but again you, got, you have to understand that too mm-hmm. you know uh, well
0: let's let's just for those that don't really understand what we're talking about here let's talk a little bit about this we you know, from a general industry standpoint, I know that Commonwealth, your company will go into facilities, they will do these assessments, they will do the training, they will help with the labeling. Mm-hmm. I've seen your labels out in workplaces that I good. Am oh, good. Assess- I'm good. Yeah, glad. they're out there, yeah, man. And, and they look great. I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Um but a lot of companies have not approached this yet, I think out of, you know, confusion, yeah. fear. But what we're really talking about here is the possibility of an employee being exposed to energized equipment, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, live energized electrical equipment, um, you know, and qualified versus unqualified and all those things. Versus, and uh, Versus
1: authorized. Yeah, oh, it, it's, can, a, it's a yeah. big topic. It, it, it is a big topic. Um, and you're absolutely right. There are companies out there who still um, don't feel the need mm-hmm. to, to label panels. And so when I do my presentation, I always put on there, where does it say I have to do this? Mm-hmm. Right? And you know, as well as I do, maybe may or may not recognize 70, but... Uh, but in the standard itself, it talks about marking identification too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Right. It's, in the, the subpart S, sub S or subpart K, whatever sub you're talking. K, yep. one, you know. Yeah. Subpart S may be a little more stringent to subpart mm-hmm. K. I get it, right? right. And, and I think all she's going to refer to subpart S when they do their inspections. Because Absolutely. It's because it's more stringent. Right. Uh, and I and I tell these customers, I said, it says right in there, you have got to identify these panels now the way they're getting around this is they're putting a, p- a label on the panel that says arc flash hazard, Wear appropriate PPE, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. What is it? Right. What is it? Right. right. And uh, you could have a maintenance person out there who sees that label, where appropriate PPE, he's going to turn around to his owner and says, what is it? If he's smart, if mm-hmm. he's smart, he'll say, well, what is it? And if the owner doesn't know what the, what, what the potential uh, in, in, energy is, you know, He's, he's putting this guy at huge right. risk. Right. Now, I'll give you an example. I went to a facility one time, and the panel said 208, right? Mm-hmm. And the label on it says uh, PPE required safety glasses and insulated gloves, right? And I said, something's wrong about that. Something's not right. And we got to dig it into it. Well, all said and done, when we left, the panel now said, danger, no PPE exists. Right? For, that For that energy, energy level? Said, yeah. Because because of the amount of energy being fed, mm-hmm. the location of the of the transformer feeding it, and all that, right. they didn't know that, and so by having that label on there like that, I made mean, this guy could have opened that up with a screwdriver and a pair of leather gloves, and mm-hmm. boom, he'd been uh, toast. Yeah, and uh, and I've seen that other locations too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's got to come down to education. You're absolutely right. I mean, if if we don't educate the, the facilities, right, and, and in turn the facilities educate their people, uh. You, you may see more incidents, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. And
0: well, so I mean, the bottom line is, OSHA has not adopted, to my knowledge, OSHA has not adopted the NFPA 70E at this point. They still enforce uh, in 1910. They're enforcing Subpart S, you subpart know, the is. 331 through 335 standards.
1: Yep. Yeah, electrical safe work practices. Yeah, you know, we're gonna follow that. And that, and that basically
0: says, do the assessment,
1: mm-hmm.
0: provide the appropriate PPE, provide the appropriate training. Yeah. You know, distinguish yeah. between qualified and unqualified, do yeah. the appropriate – it doesn't say a lot. no. Nope. But it's nope. – you know, as I think you're the one that explained it to me. You know, OSHA says what we have to do, and the NFPA 70E document says, says how, how to do how it. we do it. How and that's – I think I heard you t- say and, that And they point. And they
1: keep referring to, you know, the standards, well, you, you know as well as I do, you shall, you shall, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how can I shall if I don't know, Right. right. And so – we're we're at some kind of a, a benefit to the customer because we we do that kind of work, right? And and they they'll call us up. Can you guys provide training? You know, when you do a would you, when you do what we call a coordination study on their equipment, it, t- it takes a lot. We call it boots on the ground. You know, you have to have an engineer, obviously, and a, a, a good qualified journeyman electrician. He could do the same thing mm-hmm. too. It's a, it's a stepping down, verifying the one line drawings, make mm-hmm. sure the one line drawings are current. I've been places where I ask electrician, hey, how's that one-line drawing? And he says, uh, what one-line drawing? Mm-hmm. You know? sure. So yeah. because the equipment is so old yeah. uh, or else it's been modified so many times, we don't have current panel schedules are gone. They don't know what the panel schedule is. We, we did a school one time that blew away. And uh, the panel, sch- panel schedule said Mrs. B's room, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's Mrs. <laughs> right. Mrs. B's room's not here anymore. It blew away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But we yeah. have spaghetti hanging all over the place. I call... Uh, circuit wiring, uh, outlet wiring, switches. I call that spaghetti, you know. Mm-hmm. And we had spaghetti all over the place. And electricians had no idea what was feeding it, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and the owner says, well, you're an electrician. Right, You can figure course. that out, right. <laughs> so right. There, there are there are benefits to getting the study done. But it says right in the 70E, in the you know, uh, the host employer shall,
0: mm-hmm. you know. Well, and that, you know, that's a good point, man, because um – I know a lot of companies who have uh, decided not to undertake this. Mm. They know there's a fairly significant expense to it. It's complicated. You know, they have to bring in a qualified elect- electrical contractor to do this work rather than, the, you know, the electrician that lives in town there that, mm-hmm. you know, yep. Yep. that guy isn't necessarily always qualified to do this. But if they – so they tell themselves, well, my guys aren't going to do this work. If if we have to do something that involves getting into these panels or into our MCCs, or, I'm going to call the electrician to do that. But, I mean, don't you have to identify all this stuff for the well, electrical contractor?
1: It, it, it says right in seventy the host employer shall notify right. the contractor. So you can't just right. wa- wash your hands of and it. And I love it because the language says there should be a documented meeting between the host employer and the contractor. And then it turns right around and says, oh, if host employer has no knowledge of the hazard, a, doc, a host doesn't have to, you don't have to have that, you know? right? And I'm thinking, well, why do you think they called us in the first place? Because mm-hmm. you know, they right. don't know, or right? They, or they do know. They know there's a hazard yeah, and they, they don't the want to deal with it. Now, quite honestly, Doug, I, I've been in more and more places where they allow their maintenance people to work up to a certain level, mm-hmm. and when I say certain level, most common nominal voltage a maintenance guy's going to come into is 480. What they don't understand, what is feeding that four eighty? Mm-hmm. You know, how much, right. how much, how much is how much power is coming into that, say a thirty amp disconnect, right? Mm-hmm. So how much, how much is coming into that thing? If they, if they don't understand that, oh, uh, they're just putting the guy at risk mm-hmm. because sure, it may be a, it may be a two hundred eight, like I said, right? But what's feeding that two hundred eight? Right. You know, because we got transformers stepping this stuff down, you still got a hot bus, you still got a live circuit coming in here. Right. And, and unless you know what the available energy is, then you don't know. And so I think the contractors you all talk about, and, and I know what you're saying, a lot of small industry out western Nebraska, for instance, not, sure. not to pick out western Nebraska, but, you know, yeah. they don't yeah. think some of this stuff is real. OSHA's kind of a rumor <laughs> out there, <laughs> no, I think. Yeah. but the old saying years ago, OSHA's not a small town in Wisconsin. Yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but I think they, it, my fear is if something happened, right, but the downside of something happening is you're right. OSHA's not going to probably say, "Well, you violated the rules in 70e, right?" They're going to. Oh, uh, they they can't. They can't. They, can.
0: they cite right out of the, you know the subpart S is right. where. They, but there's yes. there's enough language in there that mm-hmm. they could issue citations for it. Yeah.
1: So then I tell people, okay, fine. OSHA's got third rules going to go by. Subpart S is the strongest one, mm-hmm. right? To me, they got the power of the pen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about some Philadelphia lawyer? Oh yeah. What are they going to do? Yeah, they went yeah. There and it said exactly. that you follow the guidelines. You know, oh, says this, and then yeah. you ha- you have, you have means to realize what you're up against, and you should have researched that, right? You know, right. and then if the contractor gets cited, and let's say he pays the fine, he forgets to put that little clause on that this is not admission of guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how far that would go? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, the third party, the widow, the survivor. You right. know, I mean. It's endless. Yeah. So, I, and when I do my classes, I, I tell them that. But I also tell them up front, Doug, I'm the messenger. Don't shoot me here. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you what you should be doing. Right. Now, whether you do that or not, that's your choice. Right. right? Yeah, ultimately. You know, and I, and I have a disclaimer this is information only. You know, mm-hmm. don't say, hey, Ruben said to do this, because right. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm right. telling you what you should be doing. Right. And uh, Well,
0: yeah, I use that disclaimer all the time. Oh. But, I, you know, as you said, you know, I still go into facilities all the time to just do basic assessments, see mm-hmm. how they're doing compliance-wise, mm-hmm. safety-wise. And I'll ask them, you know, do you have qualified employees? Uh, and there, you know, I get that look, uh, well, yeah, Bob's pretty good at it, you know, or whatever, you know I mean? I was like, Oh geez. Yeah, I know. As you said there, some of the companies are way ahead of this. They've done a great job with it. Yep. You know, all the labeling's in place. The PPE is available. They've determined what their guys are going to do and what they're going to contract out. I think you're right. I think there's, it's very common that the in-house abilities typically have limits. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they contract out the stuff that exceeds those limits, and I think that's great as long as you've defined what those limits are. Right,
1: right, right.
0: But you're right. As you get certainly here in Nebraska, as you get a little bit further west, um, not always, but there has there's a tendency to be a little bit less, um, I don't know, complete. Mm-hmm. You know, out west, you know, some yeah. of these things have not yet been addressed completely.
1: Well, you know, Doug, I I, I can respond to that by saying. Come to work every day, and when you walk in your office, just throw those dice on the table because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing.
0: Well, so, so where, where do they start? Where would a company start? Do they need to contact an electrical you know, contractor? I, I,
1: would, I, would tech, I would find, well, there's, there's not just so much electrical contractors. There's uh, testing facilities out there that would do this, too. Uh, some of your large electrical supply houses mm-hmm. may can suggest who you get to. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the insurance company may suggest somebody. Oh, okay, sure. But, but I also would be very cautious on who you get. I would agree with that. I was very cautious. I, I did an flash class for a customer up in, uh, Western Nebraska, North, Northwest Nebraska. And there, I said, did you pay for this study? And they said, yes. I said, well, you did not get your money's worth. Uh, mm-hmm. the label was very, oh, they, they were missing some stuff on that label. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would recommend to a, a owner who's considering this. First of all, you're right. It's not cheap, mm-hmm. right? Uh, business insurance is not cheap. Sure. Why do you have it? Well, yeah, certainly a fatality certainly. is not cheap either, right. let's be honest. Right. So, so it, it behooves them to hire a qualified contractor who has an engineering staff that can do this because what you're gonna do is you can have a you can have the boots on the ground, you can get the electrician out there, or even an in house electrician mm-hmm. if they're current with the one line drawings, mm-hmm. provide all the overcurrent devices, disconnects, on all that information and feed that to the engineer who can mm-hmm. then input that into the software kicks it out, right? Okay. Uh, but it takes time. Right. It takes time and uh, it's it's not again, it's not cheap. But at least when the maintenance guy now goes to a panel to work on it. If that's been coordination study's been done on it, they know what the hazard. So in 2000, I believe it was 15 uh, 78 changed the labeling. It, uh, it said used to be categories. Mm-hmm. It said mm-hmm. when I you remember. put put the category or the PPE on the on the label, but not both, right? So I know some customers who want both. So if, you know, Doug Fletcher walks up to the panel. And it says category one. What does that one mean, right? Below that it gives you the PPE required. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. there are some companies that don't want that. They just want to know this is a panel. It's a 12208 to work on it energized. Keyword, right? Mm-hmm. Energized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yep. you and I both know there's. Oh, she's very adamant, about We do not work live energy. Right. And and that's that's been our model too. Right. Right. Uh, they, there's EWPs, the energized work permit, the customer needs to get involved with that. Uh, and that's a selling point for the seventy E also because mm-hmm. you can go to a contractor and says he'll say, Well, I need this breaker replaced, and it's and you can't shut it down. And uh and we refer to the Yosha on that one because we'll say, Okay, let's define critical power here. I don't think they consider your production critical power
0: well osha certainly does not no i know they don't <laughs> no so, doubt. I,
1: so our selling point is you need to let us shut this down mm-hmm. right and sometimes it's it's been beneficial because sometimes they'll say you know what we can't do it during the daytime can you guys come back tonight we'll shut this thing down hey mm-hmm. we're here we're, we're a 24-hour mm-hmm. contractor right. right and so my guys feel better about it mm-hmm. you know I'll bet. uh because we're shutting the equipment down but those people out there, you know, they said, no, no, we can't shut it down. We can't shut it down. Well, the electrical work permit then is signed by that customer, and he says, yes, I understand the potential hazards of you working on that energized. Mm-hmm. Right? And you'd yeah. be surprised how many con- customers are literally reluctant to sign that. When, when, yeah. <laughs> when, when push comes to <laughs> when shove, when comes and comes they got to, to put shove. their name and, on yeah, it. Yeah, and, and rightfully so.
0: But that's, that's a great point because critical energy – you know, a critical need to keep this energized. Those are very few and far very, between. What,
1: about four things, I think. Yeah, OSHA five, lists yeah.
0: a few things, and they yeah. all happen to do with emergency equipment in a hospital, typically, right. you know, or right. something like that. Right. Not because the company doesn't want to be inconvenienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, in my experience with OSHA, um, your inconvenience doesn't make any difference. No, <laughs> <you know? laughs> no it doesn't. So it they're does. going to say, look, yeah. shut it down.
1: Yeah, what, what did this cost you? Right. What could you have saved by doing yeah. something differently? So
0: what I mean, so most of those things, I mean, other than maybe is there I know I hear people say all the time that they have to troubleshoot something, they have to energize it. You know, OSHA has provided those kind of a kind of a general, you know, lock it out, make an adjustment, unlock it, test it, lock it out, mm-hmm. make another adjustment, unlock it, test it. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a pain in the ass, you know, but but that's still legitimate, right?
1: And I get people who saw in 70E, there are some exceptions to, uh, like, the energized work permit, troubleshooting and testing, right, Uh, diagnostic, whatever it is, right? But you're still involved in a piece of hot gear. Mm -hmm. And and I tell people, okay, fine, Uh, you open a panel up, and you you need to maybe check a phase rotation or something like that. You're testing, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're, You're not physically... Altering it, you're not making any repairs, but you're testing it and by testing it, you are physically putting something on a hot piece of equipment mm-hmm. does that mean you don't we you don't need to wear p p e of course not of course not so if I was an electrician or a made this guy and I went out and i opened uh um, I, I call it a household panels right sure and if I opened a household panel to see if a bad breaker's in there, and I stick my meter on there the breaker, and then the bus the bus is hot mm hmm What makes me Mm -hmm. feel I don't need gloves? What Mm -hmm. makes you think I don't need safety glasses? What makes me think I don't need face shield? Right. Those things are important because you could have a little minute arc or you could be shocked.
0: Right. Well, so, um, and and man, uh, uh, electrical is not my area of expertise, as we both know. My understanding is the NEC uh, states something to the effect of an unqualified person can reset a breaker maybe one time. I don't know the exact language, but... But we don't want unqualified people working in cabinets. We don't want them resetting breakers, do no, we? I mean,
1: no, I, shouldn't that be qualified people doing those things? You know, things? so that's interesting because I've been across customers, too, and, they'll, and they tell me, well, you know, you're out here because this breaker keeps failing. keeps failing. I said, well, who's who's resetting it? Well, the end user could be an operator. Mm-hmm. You could be in a production floor, right. and the breaker pops over. Well, let's go and reset it, right? right. Now, that's probably fine because you, your metal-clad door is designed to withstand that, but is it a guarantee? No. Right. Are, there, are there are there issues with uh, a piece of equipment faulting? Yes. Have they been trained to use the right-hand, left-hand rule? No. And what I mean by that, you know <laughs> what I mean by that, right? right. You oh, never yeah. stand in front of a panel. Never,
0: even at home. Did if, you know that, Pat? I did
1: not know that. No, no, okay, you never stand in front when of a panel. When you're resetting
0: breakers and God forbid, don't let your kids reset them, no, don't let your wife reset
1: them. Stand to the side and then turn your head, because if that door fails, and right. it can fail. Yeah. Right? Uh, you got some issues.
0: Yeah. And no I guarantee
1: you, the operator on that piece of equipment, he's probably been told while well, the panel's over here, if the breaker resets, don't push it, reset it. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I guarantee you, Doug, they're probably walking up there and saying, oh, okay, which one is it here? <laughs> right. Well, you're snapping yeah. them all, you know? you know, you're trying to... And, I, I, you know, it's a funny thing. We talk, We talk about that now because in my early days, as you all know, I spent quite a few years with a drywall company. Mm-hmm. And uh, not, I'm not picking on drywall, guys. If you are listening to me, don't, don't think I'm picking on you. But in the early days, whenever the tool kept quit working, well, hell, they just walk up to the panel and hmm, they didn't know what it was, you know, and they start flicking all these breakers. Oh, yeah. And somebody's oh, on yeah. the other end of it. Well, now we got... Uh, more enforcement on the identification of the circuit breakers and mm-hmm. what they're feeding all that. So, yeah, that was kind of funny. But like I said, you get the you get the end user in the in the facility. I've been in plants where uh, e stops. You know, mm-hmm. the e stop may pop out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, well, what did this? Well, the breaker popped. Breakers pop because something went wrong, mm-hmm. right? And they need to find out. Now, you could overload, I guess, a circuit, but then. Is that the root cause? Do we know mm-hmm. it was overloaded? Right. Right? So right. if But you go over there and you, you're constantly resetting the breaker 10, 15 times a day. Mm-hmm. You got an issue. Yeah. You
0: know, one of the things that I see pretty commonly is uh, people use, particularly in an industrial setting, people using breakers as light switches. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, they just oh, leave yeah. their panels open and they just turn the lights on and off of the light switches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's a switch-rated breakers for that application, right. but a standard breaker.
1: I've seen that done on some job sites for temporary. Walk- oh, on the temp panels as well? But again, remember OSHA does say, while well, code books says uh, temporary is less than permanent. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there's some exceptions to that. Okay. And so I've seen some contractors wire in mm-hmm. uh, a temporary uh stringer which we don't use stringers much anymore but they used to wire in a stringer so when the guy in the morning got there would just hit that breaker and all the lights would come on mm-hmm. right instead <laughs> of so just plugging them in because temporary right. power temporary lights are generally hardwired into the panel versus mm-hmm. cord and cap right uh in that case like that yeah they just took a break out but you can that's just less than permanent you cannot do that in the permanent insulation, Right. Right. Know? Yeah,
0: so, I mean, there. And again, I'm I'm deferring to your expertise, but there, there are there should be a switch. Switches. Well, it should be a switch, switch. but there are breakers that are designed at yeah. least for that right. that uh, frequency
1: of use. Right. But how how many people know that? Uh, not many. Not, many. not many, <laughs> many of the people that I see <laughs> using them for light I, switches. I, I, They're I, just over there. But like you said, that goes back. Awful. That goes back to the education and training of your employees. And you and I are yeah. big, You know, you and I are both key on these yeah. things. If you don't educate, you know, I and I tell these contractors, you tell me you guys know to show me. Show me in writing that you did right. this, because if you can't show me, right, and if something happens out here, I guarantee you there's going to be people besides me going to want to see that shit. Asking for it, no yeah. doubt. And then I, I can't do nothing to you, because I'm just here to give you some information. Exactly, <laughs> <Right. laughs> exactly. You're, exactly. you're going to have to answer well, so before. I mean,
0: this is a big deal, and I, I hope uh, you know people heed your warning. I mean, they need to be doing this. It's, you know, the ship has sailed. It's time to get this done. There's right. really no and, excuse.
1: And I still use, and I think you you do too, I think. When something happens like this, I always tell people, this is 2019, for God's mm-hmm. sakes. We're going to be hitting 2020 here in a couple months. Yeah. Why why is this still going on? I know. You know, it's just absurd. I know. It's absurd. Right? I,
0: I do think the cost just freaks some people out about this. But, you know, that's that's pretty nearsighted. They're not yeah. looking long-term, you right. know, at the costs that could accompany right. an accident or some type of an, an incident.
1: Know, I remember my early days, uh, I won't tell you which company I was working for, but the project manager would, would tell me, well, we don't have any money built in for safety, you know. Mm-hmm. I said, really? I said, let me, let me see that bid, you know. <laughs> I said, oh, well, I don't see anything for lawyers. Right, uh, <laughs> right. I don't see anything for hospitalization. I don't see anything for uh, medical costs. Well surely you got that in there because you didn't put anything for safety. Right. Right. No <laughs> so, doubt you know, you can't you can't have it both ways here. Right. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to provide the guys That's what right. they need, you yeah. know. So again, mean, it's it's one or the other. I know. You know, I hate to say it, but pay me now, pay me later. Yeah,
0: it it truly is. It's
1: it's money well spent. I know. Believe well, me. I uh I God, the battles I went through getting PPE for things and safety equipment uh, now. And, and in my company, I'm pretty fortunate. They've, they've seen the value of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we we don't shortchange that. Is it better out all in the, the world?
0: Time. I mean, you're on sites all the time. Yeah. You guys are usually involved in big projects. And it, it's been a huge thing. It's better. You know,
1: and and, you, and you, know, you know you made the impact when, when, the, when they're calling you, mm-hmm. the worker.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What Absolutely. do you think of
1: this? What do you think of this? You know? And that's a big step. It's a big step. In in my department, we're constantly looking for new, improved things, you know, to help mm-hmm. contractors. I mean, help our guys too, you know. And if we can educate the contractor, you know, right. So next week, uh, I got I have uh, three ArcFlash classes next week for three different customers. Fantastic. You know, and oh, that's good. But they invited us, you know. Mm-hmm. Can you can you send Ripon out here? Yeah, be glad to. You know, well. and uh, and the state. You know, allows us to give continued education for the guys' license. Mm-hmm. So I, I give them, I, I'm I allowed to give them cold hours. Good. Yeah, you know, for Iowa and Nebraska. Oh, good. You know, so we, we're doing that. And so th- the industry, I think, is helping us too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming out new and greater things. Uh, what did I just see something the other day? Uh, a plug-and-play temporary light. Yeah.
0: Oh, there was a guy passing that around at your meeting. Yeah, yeah. Really nice. So there's no potential contact with anything hot. Nope. Nope. You just plug it in, unplug yep. it, yep. replace it. Plug and play. And yeah, that was nice. Like I
1: said, the industry has helped us a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I know a lot of the big companies, the Siemens, Square D's, and all those guys. Uh, they're they're making some really major strides in and protecting the the end the worker. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's cool. Uh, boy, I got some old gear in my office, and oh my god, just. When they uh, when we uh, demolished Rosenblatt Stadium, you know, mm-hmm. that was old stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it had been remodeled, remodeled, you know, and yeah, you can only remodel yeah. so many times. Rewired, remodeled. <laughs> Rewired, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah I'll it's, bet. It's the, But I think the, between the industry and the education of the employee and then the education of the small contractor, the building owner, mm-hmm. I think if we can get all those three things in there, you, you're going to see a huge reduction. in in minor little incidents like a shock. You know, people think, okay, I got shocked. Okay, what would you get hit with? Well, 110. Did it hurt? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, you know why it didn't hurt so much? You know, because you probably weren't hung up on it. Have you ever been hung up on something? You know, you don't want to get hung up. (laughs) No. Because 110, you know, the old saying, 110 will kill you just as fast as 480. Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean...
0: I don't know how many fatalities we investigated that were electrical related when I was with OSHA, but yeah. there were, I mean, there were a number and they were usually on lower voltage mm-hmm. circuits. It wasn't, you know, high voltage no. transmission line no, stuff. It no. was.
1: And then if you look at the root cause, yeah. maybe it wasn't because of the contact with the current. Maybe something happened after the current. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a ladder, I'm doing this, I get hit with 110, you know, oh shit, that hurt. You pull your hand off. Well, you pull your hand off. Next thing you know, you're falling off. Slip and fall ladder. off the ladder. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And then you got some issues there. So no our, I'm on a scaffold, a metal scaffold. Mm-hmm. I touch it. Oh shit! And then next, my first reaction is I'm going to grab the handrail. Well, you just completed the circuit, <laughs> right? <laughs> you <laughs> right. You know, right. you're it exactly. You're it. So, so that's really, I think that's, that's A
0: greater exposure, at least from a frequency standpoint. Yeah,
1: but uh, the training, mm-hmm. the training, and. Uh, yeah. Uh, You know, I remember who, remember the old uh, area director, Ben Bear? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Ben Bear. I remember he used to always tell me, if it's not written, you didn't do it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And there's some truth to that. There is. But let's go back to that 10-hour. Just because you sat in that 10-hour, did you get anything out of it? No doubt.
0: Yeah, having that 10-hour card really means nothing other than your presence in that 10-hour class. You were there. You sat through 10 hours.
1: And I tell every one of these kids when I get done, Doug, now listen, if OSHA shows up and you're doing something really stupid, don't pull that card out. <laughs> right with my name on it. It's got my name on it. <laughs> right. <you know>? Exactly. <laughs> and I said, and I got a good relationship with these people. Yeah, so exactly. Don't be doing that. Yeah, right. And no doubt. uh and they, they call not look at me and say, Oh, well, I got my card. You know, well, sure, you got your card. We give you mm-hmm. an awareness. That's what we gave you. Mm-hmm. And, and in this day and age, we got a lot of uh, young people coming into the industry. Uh we have a couple of terms, we got CWs construction worker and an ew electrical worker they don't have a whole lot of background in mm-hmm. construction but you know you got to start someplace right right and uh sort of knowledge we give them in the 10-hour may open their eyes I-
0: you know that's an interesting point too and probably you know that that would support the need for this uh you know recertification periodically mm-hmm. i think you helped me with it a number of times but when i was with osha we used to do a 10-hour class for the mm-hmm construction academy Mm -hmm. down at the Omaha Public, at the TAC building down Omaha Public Schools.
1: I was involved with
0: that. Yeah, we had these students that they wanted to go into the construction field. And so we would provide them a 10-hour class. We thought, wow, that'd be great. Yeah. Get them some exposure to hazard recognition. But it was interesting. Uh, You really had to cater the presentation and the information to a bunch of seventeen-year-olds, right? Who probably have no, no idea, maybe little exposure to the actual construction world, right? right. And so they left with a ten-hour card. Technically, I don't know that they left with any real knowledge, knowledge. of safety. I we mean, it was w- probably uh, well-intended, but I, you know, again, I mean, when you're dealing with people that have no workplace experience, right? I'm not sure that that the information is necessarily relevant at that point. You know, yeah,
1: I. I I've always advocated that a new person, a new to construction, needs to have some kind of a, a mentor or something out there with them. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I had an individual, individual a couple of years ago who kept getting sick because he was afraid of heights. And, and I said, well, why didn't you say something? And he goes, oh, man, if I say something to these guys about I'm afraid of heights, you know, I'm going to get blackballed yeah. and nobody picked on and everything else. And, and, and you know the walls I do, Doug. You get a construction site; it's a whole new world. Right. You right. know, p- people don't understand, and what, what can actually go on. Guys can be mean to each other. Uh, maybe it's called a rite of passage. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's like a like a ritual you got to go through to be accepted. Right. And if you start making waves out there, because well, I took an ocean class and I just saw this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how well that
1: would go. Oh, I don't think go very and, and, well. And
0: again, that <clears throat> you know that is an issue that I think we're all confronted with is. You in an ideal workplace, you're looking out for each other, and you're saying things when somebody's doing something stupid or maybe misguided or right. misinformed. You know, you point things out to them, but yeah. getting to the point where you are comfortable doing that really requires a lot of trust.
1: It does, it does, and and more and more uh, pre-qualifications I'm seeing, and more and more uh, third-party. Uh, on the evaluators, what do you want to call them? They're asking now for uh, programs such as uh, employee empowerment. Do you empower your people to stop work, stop work authority? You know, uh, I got a young apprentice out there. He sees something going wrong. Does he have the ap- power authority to say, hey, stop this, right? Well, you look at the hierarchy. And no, he doesn't. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. He's, know, got he he's got once, and then one. he's going to be <laughs> he, working he needs, somewhere he else. Needs, but he also needs to be assured that if he goes to his foreman, Mm-hmm. Or his supervisor and say, "Hey, look, I'm not quite sure this is right. Right? You know, can you take a look at it? Uh, if he if he does it that way, and if that's accepted, you know, you'll, you'll see some results there mm-hmm. too. But then again, like you said, you know, no, he's got these old guys out there. Uh, we do it all the time. Don't worry about it. Just yeah, man, that is work.
0: that is really asking a lot of your supervisors yeah. too, mm-hmm. because oftentimes the supervisors are just guys that have been doing it a long time.
1: Yeah." Oh yeah, and, you
0: know they come to work every day and they're dependable and they make supervisor, but that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to no. embrace this young kid coming up and
1: at least questionable. all that is really tough. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, years ago we had an apprentice who uh, who got, got a little bit of flashburn in his eyes, and I said, "Well, how did you get that?" He says, "Well, the journeyman told me when I see the fish tape come through the panel, grab it." I said, "Did you ask if that panel was hot?" He says, "Oh jeez, no, I didn't." I says, "Well, then you should have done that, right?" Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I went to the farm and I said, "Why'd you do that for?" Because we do it all the time. I said, "No, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't do it all the time." Mm-hmm. And if you do it all the time, I really strongly suggest we quit doing that because yeah. we do not support that at yeah. all. You know. And he said the kid screwed up. I said, "No, he didn't. You screwed up. Right. You're the supervisor, right?" Right. So here you got a young kid who wants to make an impact, who mm-hmm. wants to learn a trade. He's just doing what he's told to do. Right, right. I mean, so hopefully, as we progress in the next generation, some of the kids we're teaching now, we'll, we'll get some values and mm-hmm. some. I hate to say common sense because there's all no such. Yeah. Thing. Are there
0: are there people coming into the safety world? I mean,
1: oh yeah, that's a big issue too. Are, do we yeah. have people that are no, no, and and there and I was in, like I said, I was in Chicago last week a couple of days ago, and uh, we we're have we're having a big discussion about this again. We're trying to work with the universities who are graduating these kids with safety degrees with not a whole lot of common sense mm-hmm. you know and uh, I'm, I'm pushing for if you're going to offer a degree program in safety construction safety program mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, these kids should be required to do some internships you know absolutely uh, now that's great that's a great thought. The problem is Doug Fletcher comes out on an internship and you come to my place, I know you don't know a whole lot, right I know. I don't have a lot of time to teach you anything, so here's his a bunch of MSDSs. Why don't you go file and put them away, you know? Or why don't you go go out there and just inspect a ladder, you know? They're trying right. to appease you, right? <clears throat> right. Put them in the nitty gritty stuff, and yeah, and, and when you're out there doing maybe an accident investigation, or if you're out there delivering a toolbox meeting, because there's a certain way you got to do that too. You got to be able to present that toolbox meeting, just not just. Oh yeah. It's like it's like an OSHA class. Don't get up there and just read the damn thing. Participate in your reading, right? So that's important also. So when you get an apprentice out there, I um, mean, you know, an intern, if he can get a, a basic knowledge of maybe different trades and then let him, it's like a doctor. He goes to medical school, all these different stuff, but then sooner or later he specializes in mm-hmm. one thing, right? So get, get an overview of the plumbers, the fitters, electricians, the carpenters, and then make your decision on which, which avenue you think you want to go. That's a good idea. You know? Yeah, I like and that. I, I, think it's, I think it's beneficial to the person. It's a, it brings value to the contractor who hires that person because mm-hmm. he's got a basic knowledge of what's going on around the other worker because you know as well as I do under the multi employer work site I may not be doing something but the guy next to me is right you know no and, doubt. and that puts me in jeopardy puts me exposure yeah so if you get a roundabout knowledge of different, different trades and stuff like that uh, it's going be it's going to benefit the individual and it's going to benefit the owner of the contractor no doubt yeah interesting.
0: Well, man, anything, any, any parting words of wisdom? I mean, our no. hours up; it goes so quickly. I, know, I they I know. go fast. Great,
1: no, it's great. I, I think this Any what take you, home messages today? You know, yeah, I, I still go back. To, I had a conversation with my uh, guy who works for me, and uh, somebody, somebody called in something, and he said, "Well, I'm not sure what's going on." I said, "Don't forget what I told you." I said, "You see, and you listen, and you hear." Now, they may be two different. So it may be the same words, but they have different meanings. So when I say listen, listen to what everybody's saying, but hear what they're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, because it may be totally different from what you listen to. Right. And uh, I said, if you do those three things, I said you, you're going to be successful. You know. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and then I told them, keep keep your inner thoughts, keep your personal thoughts out of the situation. Look at the situation. You know, don't go in there haphazardly and. And think this has happened. Because you know what? To me, when you say you think you can do something, that means you're really not sure you can do it. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. I, we, we do what they call electrical MLP. method of procedure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: An electrician do one for me one time. I gave it to me. And I read it over. And I says, what do you think? And he says, I think I can do this. And I said, I want you to go back and redo this. And he says, why? I said, just not comfortable. And I didn't tell him why I was uncomfortable with it. About a week later he comes back to me, his name is Joe. And I said, Joel, what do you think? Joe says, Here, Ribbon, I know I can do this. I said, Thank you. I feel a whole lot better. <laughs> oh, no doubt. You know. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I and, agree. And, and especially in my world, electrical yeah. you know. Oh, I think I can pull that breaker out. Really? You think you can? <laughs> right. Or you know you can. Yeah. You know, you, you, <clears throat> yeah, you, no if doubt. you got the confidence to do it, it's gonna get done. hmm It's gonna get done successfully. Yeah. But if you go in there and if you think all you're going to do is question yourself the whole time you're doing that mm-hmm. and you don't want that, and, and maybe I emphasize electricians, but it could be any trade. Mm-hmm. A scaffold builder. Yeah, I think I got that pin in there, right? Really? Mm-hmm. You, when the scaffold starts failing, did you put that pin in there, right? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So, yeah. That's a good point, man. Yeah, it is. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too old at my age where I just don't take things for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you've seen,
0: enough. I've seen you, enough. You know, you can't take things for granted.
1: Yeah, I, I've just seen too much of my career, and and people don't yeah. tell, don't don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I know what I want to hear. not <laughs> right, right. I'll let me, you know when you get I'll there. I'll let you know. Right. But don't tell me that. I know. Exactly. I know. I know what you should be doing. Yeah. So, were, for instance, this conference I went to, one of the safety there was a safety person in the meeting, and he was also an electrician, and he says. What makes a safety person come out and tell me, a journey of an electrician, how to do my job? And we said, We're not trying to tell you how to do your job. We're trying to show you the potential of what could happen if you don't do it safely. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how you're gonna unrack that breaker. I have mm-hmm. no idea how you're gonna pull that bucket out of there. But I do know it's if it's a live energy, I do know what you need to do to, to do it successfully right. and safely. Right. And uh
0: so that's, that's a really good point. I think there, there are some challenges with, as a safety person, delivering guidance that doesn't come across as telling someone how to do their job. Right. We're not doing that. And, and that goal. is an issue that, that we is all contend with.
1: You know, and I, I think I mentioned last time we got together, uh, one of my guys left and went to another company, and I said, let me give you some advice. Learn what they're doing. Don't go in there day one and say, from now on we're doing this. Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you're going to be a boat with a big hole in the bottom of it. You're going to mm-hmm. sink. Yeah. So you go out and you just listen. You listen. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I'll use me for an example when I came to Commonwealth and uh, I saw the challenges ahead of me. And, and I told the owners at that time, if you expect me to turn this around in a year or two, you've got the wrong guy. you got the wrong yeah. guy. This is going to take me learning your culture, me learning what you do. quite cool. right. oh, honestly, Doug, when I first came here, I thought electricians went around and put an outlet in the wall. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought they did. Right. Oh my God. You know, we're in right. trenches, we're in power lines. I mean, it's it's unbelievable what the scope of work we do. Right. But my conception or and perception was, oh big deal, you put an outlet in. Yeah. So know your audience. So if I was gonna recommend anything to a small business owner or a small a contractor thinking about hiring somebody, mm-hmm give them the opportunity to learn what you do yeah
0: yeah let them just go out and watch ask learn. questions learn yeah.
1: and if he's smart enough up. he'll research the hazards mm-hmm. associated with what you're doing right. and recommend to you the owners right. what you think you should do to fix it yeah that's good advice man you know very good yeah don't don't just watch you're not going to change the world overnight Right. I've been doing this for thirty-seven years. I haven't, <laughs> right, I haven't changed right. it yet. <laughs> exactly.
0: Just still slowly plodding along. man. Slowly plotting, along, slowly man. Kind plotting of
1: learning. You know. But you know. And then again, one last thing, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. uh, right. don't go in there with tunnel vision. Don't go in there. You know. And I think I told you last time. I still get comments about this thing. Well, I think you're wrong. Uh, I don't go out there with a pad and pencil. I just don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know. I try to be as broad view as I can. You know, because the multi-employer worksite. I may not be doing something wrong. What about the guy next to me? Mm-hmm. What's he doing? Right. You know. Don't don't be afraid to keep your eyes open. Right. You know. But if you go into, if you go out there and, and you're a new safety director and you're in a plant and, and you focus on one thing, you know, I guarantee you, you know that that plant employee, they talk. Mm-hmm. They're going to know what's going on. Here he comes. You know. Watch out. He's going to look for this. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. don't do that. That's a good. Point. Fa- you'll you'll
0: fail. Yeah. You will fail. Yeah, I agree. Very you, you'll good. fail. So, I agree. Well, thank you, Ruben. Oh well, no, thank you. Always Mike. a pleasure, I, man. I, I
1: appreciate coming out and doing these things, and I look forward to. Uh, yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah, I'm sure maids. there will be more topics, and yeah. there will
0: certainly be questions. Yeah. And so,
1: as I wind down my full time career, yeah, you, know, you, <laughs> right. you never know. I mean,
0: it's not. It's kind of easy to sit in a chair and talk. Oh after no, I, climbing through job sites just, for forty know, years.
1: I just, I got a couple of phone calls a couple of days about what am I going to do and what are you going to do when you leave? I said, I don't know. Well, we got an idea. Uh, mm.
0: You lots hear, of you, lots of ideas.
1: Yeah, I got a contract who wants to talk to me uh for next year. I said, "Well, we'll see. I don't want to I don't want to work good. too hard. No, you don't, no, man.
0: But, you've you've earned it you've earned a rest. Yeah, you've earned know. a break.
1: But I, I enjoy this so much, you know. I yeah, I can't just
0: Well walk the through. and the training piece of it. Oh. There's always a need for the training piece. Yeah. And you know, truthfully yeah. that only comes with experience, oh. the ability to do this training well.
1: Yeah. I you know, and I, so. I taught my kids in class, I said, now listen. Before you say anything, before you give me an excuse why you think you could do it this way, trust me, I've heard about everything you're going to think of, so give me some new information. Mm-hmm. Give me something new to work with. One kid says, well, I guess I'm just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said, well, I'm not going to argue with anything. Just, cause yeah. I just need some new information. Tell me yeah. why. you. Give me a reasonable reason. You know, give, yeah. me, give me a reason. And I tell our guys in the field, if you're doing something wrong and if you know it's wrong, And let's say OSHA comes out, and let's say we get cited. I got to defend this, right? Give me something to work with. Mm -hmm. Give me a reason to go down and say, okay, we violated the OSHA standard because of this, but it made more sense to do this. Right. And save my guys.
0: It would be important to understand why. Exactly. Definitely.
1: Don't just say, well, because we've done it that way for 20 years. Mm -hmm. That's not going to fly. No doubt. Give me a reason. Exactly. And I'll, I'll I'll defend you to my dying breath, mm. you know. But yeah, you got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right,
0: Reuben. Thanks, man. Pleasure. Thanks, everybody. I'm going to wrap up by saying, um, if no one has told you thank you for what you're doing out there, if you're a safety person, you're doing your your job. Uh, you're probably not being thanked very often, so I'm going to tell you thank. I'm going to just say thank you for what you're doing out there. We appreciate it. Keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you next time.